The Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years after a comeback victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. When you're averaging six yards a carry on that drive, it was 20 to 17 at that point. Mostert gets five yards, and it's like they're going to ground and pound their way all the way to the end zone and take a bigger lead. Two consecutive incomplete passes. And I could maybe understand passing if you utilize the play action. They didn't even do that. And so it's like you get five yards for Mostert on first down. Run the ball again. Even if you get like three yards, you have a third and two or a fourth and two. Maybe you go for it in that scenario too with how successful we know that the 49ers are at running the football. The 49ers, for any of the listeners that don't know this out there, had the second most rushing yards of any NFL team during the regular season behind only the Baltimore Ravens, who were record setters. Mm-hmm. Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew, after the game, he said, we were grateful they got out of the run and started to throw the ball. That tells you all you need to know to me. All right, see, they see. And see, now, now, now we're cooking with gas, Mark. Now you start to listen to what the players say. I've been thinking about a lot of this, about Kobe Bryant and what I remember about him. There was this guy on the Portland Trailblazers named Reuben Patterson. Now, you can look this up on Basketball Reference. Reuben Patterson's nickname was the Kobe Stopper, right? And so it would almost be like if Coca-Cola decided to rebrand itself and call itself not Pepsi or McDonald's rebrand itself and call itself not Burger King. And Kobe still averaged. Nearly 24 points per game against this guy. So you say the name Kobe, it's a one-word name. He's got that legacy like a lot of the greats do, whether it's Michael, Magic, Bird, Kareem, LeBron. How many guys can you say that about that were living legends? And there's really only a handful immediately once they step down. And I'm going to say this one last thing too. I was watching the 60-point performance last night on ESPN. They said to rebroadcast it, his final game as a Laker. And what a lot of people might not remember about that game is it upstaged the Golden State Warriors, the Chicago Bulls regular season win total that same night by going 73 and nine. And so ESPN decided to broadcast Kobe's final game on ESPN two, not on the main channel. And what will people remember from that night? They're not going to remember that the Warriors beat the Grizzlies for the regular season win total record. They're going to remember how Kobe Bryant went out in his final game and dropped 60 points at the Staples Center. The James Harrison interception is a play I will always remember. And I was in high school at the time. And the reason why I'll remember this play is I'm sitting there watching the game with my best friend from high school, and he has the Super Bowl squares. You can buy them by the quarter spends dollar, $2, $5, whatever it is. And then at the end of the quarter, whoever has the scores on the squares, they win for that quarter. So there's less than 20 seconds left in the first half. He has 10 to seven, and that's what the score was. And so when Harrison makes that interception, he's going crazy because he goes, I'm going to win the Super Bowl squares for the quarter. And when you're in high school, I don't know what it would have been, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. That's like a fortune. And so he's celebrating when Harrison makes the interception. But as he starts to run up the sideline, he starts yelling, bring him down, bring him down. But you and your Steelers players, 
the brigade that you created to be able to block for him downfield, it was a total team effort. And there's a reason why it will be one of the most iconic Super Bowl plays ever. And you were on the field as part of that. What do you remember from that play? I had seen a lot on social media, a lot of the fans wanting to go after offensive coordinator Randy Feekner. The analogy I'm going to make is this. Imagine a five-star Michelin chef trying to have to prepare a meal with bologna and potato chips. That's what it was like with this Steelers offense, with all the injuries that they had. It's something that needs to be addressed, and it's something that they need to improve upon for next season, no doubt. Good afternoon, Columbia. It's just past 4 o'clock. Welcome to Stuck in Misery on KCOU 88.1 FM. I am your host, Mark Bergen, alongside Sam Ranchin and Parker Bryden this afternoon. We've got a great show for you. Yankovic, they thought he was going to shoot the three. He pulled it back, went on the baseline, and just dunked it. And there's a Canadian flag in the student section right now. it's going wild. This is regional news coverage from the KBIA newsroom. I'm Mark Bergen. Due to the winter storm, drivers in mid-Missouri are being asked to stay off the roads. Columbia Public Works spokesperson Stephen Sapp says the city is working on making streets passable for drivers. Conditions outside are very dangerous. and so Columbia Regional Airport added a daily flight to Chicago and two daily flights to Dallas in February. City Manager Mike Mathis says he expects the early morning flight to benefit business people in Columbia. It gives... Uh, Especially businesses. A great- it's a special teams dominated performance. Wouldn't you agree, Mark? Absolutely. You have two long kickoff returns. Mizzou missing a PAT and then giving up a touchdown on a fake field goal as well. Who would have thought? I mean, going into this game, it's not something we really even mentioned. And special mm-hmm. teams is something a lot of times Missouri excels in. But right now, Tennessee completely outplaying Missouri from a special team standpoint. As they lose to the Arkansas Razorbacks, a game that Missouri now needs to put on high alert. Eight straight quarters for Arkansas of shutout football. Say what you want about what they've done overall this season. That's pretty impressive. On the line, we have NFL Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow. Kellen, in your NFL Hall of Fame speech, you addressed African-American advancement in the workplace beyond sports. Is that what drove you to become an athletic director? Well, a portion of it. Uh, the I was talking about particularly during the Hall of Fame. We have Tom Dore on the line. Was there any animosity when you were replaced by Neil Funk as play-by-play man on Comcast Sportsnet? No. In fact, the first guy that I called when the Bulls called me, the first guy I called was Neil. We're here with Mike Hall of the Big Ten Network. Mike, when you won Dream Job, you won a Mazda 3 car along with that. What has happened to the car since then? We had a good run, Shug. Had a good run. Um, when at the time I was driving a like a '93 busted up Buick Park Avenue with a. Today's game marks the last SEC game for CBS announcer Vern Lundquist. It's also the last SEC title game at the Georgia Dome. The game next year moves to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Kickoff is set for four o'clock Eastern time between the Crimson Tide and the Florida Gators. The game is on CBS. For Parker Bryden and Louis Kazmarek, I'm Mark Bergen. Tune in each Monday to Stuck in Misery here on KCOU at 4 o'clock. The Pulse is next. We'll see you next time. So long, everybody.